Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to Savvy Business, Life Unscripted, with your host, Christina Rivera, where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips, empowering our audience to expand their personal potential. Hi, Vasily Nassar. Welcome to Savvy Broadcasting, Life Unscripted. I'm so grateful to have you here today. How are you? Doing fine. Thanks for having me. Uh, you betcha. Uh, we talked a little bit before the interview. I'm a big fan of doggies and cats and all pets, but you have created a wonderful pet gut health nutrition um, for pets to help them with their own probiotics. Now, we know about probiotics for humans, but you've created that just for our wonderful dogs and cats, um, Boss Dog brand and uh, a cat brand. Uh, but I'd love for you to share your whole story because now you're a multi-million dollar company, but you didn't start there. You, you started back way back when with your yoga company, but even further back than that, I'm sure there were some trials and tribulations. Well, I'm sure you know, I could walk you through all of them, but I, I'll, I'll just no. share you all the, all the, the pitfalls. But I'll, I'll say, you know, it was you know years of experience that got me um, into the pet realm where I'm at today. <laughs> uh, and we're more than just a company that focuses on probiotics. That's definitely our um, primary message, though. Uh, you know, everything from where we source the ingredients to how we process them, how we store the product and so on and so forth. So there's a lot of other pieces to the pie. But yeah, I've had, uh, I think, over 30 years of building brands uh, nationally and globally. Mm -hmm. uh, everything from uh, yogurts to soups to plant-based solutions to, mm -hmm. at one point in my life, uh, I was in liquor and spirits. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you just it's funny where um, your business sense takes you. And yeah. uh, mine took me uh, into the pet industry six months uh, front head into a global pandemic. So, uh, you know, when you look at challenges that an entrepreneur has to face, nobody is prepared for, um, you know, going curbside and trying to build relevance to a brand on the corner of the street. So it's offered a whole new uh, <laughs> dynamic to how you go door to door and, and really build your brands. Well, I love that. Let, let's go there with that, Vasily, because... I think people have gotten used to operating a certain way, both in business and in life. And this has thrown a curveball where now you have to think a little differently to get your business out there. How did you go about that? What did that look like when the pandemic started and you had to think and pivot and do things a little differently? You said it best. You have to pivot if you're an entrepreneur. Uh, for me, it was um, really understanding the channels and what the tolerance would be to move into e-com. Uh, you know, there's sensitivity to, I mean, I think the, if you didn't do your research, anybody would say, move it all online. But, you know, the reality of it is, is you build out certain channels, specifically brick and mortar groups, and you have to be loyal to those groups. And so there's a time and a place for all of it. So it was really hard just to say, let's take the business online, right? So um, for me, it was, um, I'll be honest, we have a very good team, a lot of people that you know, we're very quiet for the first couple months and kind of gave respect to what was going on. And then we got right back out there, you know, and, mm -hmm. uh, and I think people were happy to see us. 
Um, you know, there were different circumstances for different stores, depending where you're going, but you know, that's part of the reason why, because you know, what else were we going to do? Like I said earlier, you cannot build a brand curbside. Mm -hmm. Um, If you were a legacy brand uh, or a mature brand um, windfall, you know, you Mm -hmm. have 12 million plus new pet households in the last 24 plus months. What a great opportunity if you're Mm -hmm. already established, but for people that are emerging, I mean, I saw a lot of groups, unfortunately, that launched right about the same time period as me, Christina, mm-hmm. that couldn't get product listings mm. at distribution. So yeah. um, it is that they're not going to make it. And that's essentially what the, you know, the downfall is to this. But we're, we're doing great today. We're growing in a day. Um, I don't want to use the word alarming. I mean, it's yeah. we're growing at a great exponential pace, mm-hmm. uh, one that we can stand behind. Mm. And um, it's a great place to be because uh, nobody knew where, you know, growth was going to come from about a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. We had a guest on Savvy not too long ago who was launching a brand like you and had the opportunity to go to a national wide event um, that a friend just couldn't make and was a little scared to attend thing, uh, thanks to the COVID thingy. Uh, she went and took the opportunity and exploded into sales. I'd like to see how did that look like for your team and yourself? How did you go out there? Did you knock door to door? Did you uh, what did it look like? Go to pet stores? Yeah, exactly. So what do you do if you don't have trade shows, right? You lose out on a lot of the international opportunities where mm-hmm. the international buyers come in. Uh, you lose your retail exposure. So for us, it was still door-to-door, um, virtual contact, a lot of virtual trade shows, which I have to say probably run a success rate about 10% to actually mm-hmm. be there. Uh, and then, you know, the world opened up again for a minute and we had a great trade show in Las Vegas uh, this last August. Uh, our booth was uh, slammed uh, for, for, you know, I get for mm-hmm. no better word than I can give you. And, you know, we wrote orders the whole time. I know there are a lot of other booths that felt um, they were still a little sparse traffic. And, um, you know, again, if you're a mature brand, I, mm-hmm. I guess I can kind of see that people already know about you and want you. But if you're a new brand, you, you need to be at these trade shows. So, yeah. I, I, you know, I think for 12 months, Christina, everybody was just kind of trying to figure it out. And those that survived are now back out trying to build their uh, message again. Yeah. And and that's something important, Vasily, that I think we should mention that it really takes getting out there, not being scared to connect with people. Because I've seen people at trade shows, they'll have a table and they're not connecting with the people walking by. If they're not stopping by because they don't know you, you're not a legacy brand. You have to really put yourself out there, put the put your hand out there in in a not confrontational way, but to really connect with them and say, Hey, we have some do you have pets? (laughs) Well, there's the others. I think there's still a personal nature to any amount of business. I mean, I'm very much into touching shoulders. Uh, Our business specifically, Christina, the pet industry is what I like to call uh, an industry that requires gatekeeper activation. Mm. If you can't get in and talk to a retailer about your products, you have no business being in the pet industry. And I'll use the simplest story I can give you. You and I walk into a uh, grocery store and uh, we want to buy bread. The most that we'll ask the clerk is where's the bread aisle? But once we're there, we pretty much know what we want. Okay. Mm. Um, when you walk into a pet store, you know, adult uh, aging dog, dental issues, mm. puppy, you need uh, input and you need it quickly from someone credible. If the gatekeepers aren't uh, promoting your brand, it's very hard to build it in uh, pet specialty. So that's, mm. I think, been the biggest hurdle for us. Mm. Uh, so, you know, so how do you overcome that? You provide mm. tremendous service, right? Yeah. But it comes at a cost and you got to balance that accordingly. 
Yeah. Now I love for us to go deeper into what your brand has to offer boss dog brand and boss cat brand, because I don't think people even think that our dogs need, I mean, I didn't think my dog needed probiotics, but he's had gut issues. So Cher, how did you come about thinking to go into the probiotics for pets? And then how do they really help our pets? Well, about 20 years ago, I founded a Greek yogurt company for humans. And uh, in that span, we learned a lot about infusion of probiotics into certain mediums with sustainable survivability at the end of shelf life. A standard still today followed in the human industry, which I think it should be in every industry. If you're going to make a claim that promotes uh, growth or microflora or probiotics, you should be able to put in a quantity in there that's going to have some sort of an effect or be you know, have an empirical effect on the animal. Mm -hmm. A lot of groups in pet can just take one sachet of probiotics, throw it in and say probiotic content. So what we're trying to do is take what we learned in the human side, do studies specifically with our culture house to find Mm -hmm. out how many probiotics, what type of probiotics, and for what type of pet. Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, right now we're standing behind, if we say a billion at the end of shelf life, we mean it, we can substantiate it. And it's not cheap to do. So, you know, Boss Dog and Boss Brand are premium products. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I've got four dogs at home. We line them up every. I got nugs for some of them, chicken recipe, beef <laughs> recipe. We line them up, and you spoil your animals and mm-hmm. you meal prep the same way you prep for your family. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, kind of our approach here. You know, these are premium meals, and we have everything from treats, supplements. Uh, frozen meals, freeze-dried meals. Uh, and mind you, all this uh, it was a 12-segment entry in about 36 months. So it was wow. one of the fastest go-to-markets I ever had. You know, the 12 mm-hmm. months in quarantine gave me a lot of time to innovate. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we were able to actually not only get into consumables, but we expanded into Boss Tactical, which is ultra-premium hard goods for pet gear, collars, mm-hmm. leashes, and harnesses. Oh about a year ago. So mm-hmm. we're, uh, what I like to say is if you walk into a pet store, you should see boss dog or boss cat innovated on pretty much every segment of the store. And that's, that's awesome. Where, that's where we wanted to be three years ago when we got into the game and mm-hmm. that's where we are now. So it's just about quality growth. Yeah. And share in the audience, you had a graphic you showed me just prior. Sure. That'll help them understand a little bit about the pet gut and why it's so important. Cause I, I just only the last couple of years started to pay attention to my own gut health. Um, but yeah, because there's uh, different bacteria, good bacteria, bad bacteria. And we really want to make sure we get that good bacteria up in our system as well as our pet system to keep them healthy as possible. Correct. You have to, first of all, you have to use the right type of bacteria because you have mm-hmm. to understand every product goes through a process, whether it's mm-hmm. high pressure pasteurization, mm-hmm. freeze drying, freezing, or uh pasteurization of the product. So in all of that, you need to find a product that has survivability and at the end of shelf life. And that's the other important factor because a lot of people will say, well, let's make the claim. But you know, some of these products have shelf lives of 24 months and you're going to see deterioration over the time period. So while our frozen yogurt treat or three and a half Froyo mm-hmm. uh, has about 9 billion probiotics at the time that we make it, the only the claim that we make is 3 billion because we can guarantee it end of shelf. And that's Largely Mm -hmm. what we're doing this year, we're starting the quality and quantity campaign where Mm -hmm. we really talk about why friendly bacteria is good, Mm -hmm. why it's important to have quantified bacteria, and uh, of course, uh, the proper foods to eat. So there's a kind of a multi-platformed approach this year to really communicate what we do as a brand. 
That's great. And where is the brand going in the future? Do you plan to bring other products besides probiotics um, or just other products where you add probiotics in the future? What is your plans going forward? Absolutely. I think everything we do will probably have a digestive um, message to a certain extent, unless, of course, we're in the hard goods where you're dealing with collars and leashes. And then I'm really Mm -hmm. focusing on durability and premiumness of the product. Mm -hmm. Um, My guess is, you know, look, we've got frozen meals, freeze dried meals. There's really not a lot of places for us to go at this point. So it's about extending those lines. You know, for example, we just launched our lamb freeze dried meal, which was Mm -hmm. the 2020 uh, pet business product of the year. Uh, And so we're going to be introducing, uh, you know, some pro bites with tripe. So there's some innovation Mm -hmm. where we're taking a boneless protein bits, incorporating tripe and probiotics as a Mm -hmm. fun, low calorie treat. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I think we're already doing it uh, in and if, and if we're doing it right, we should be doing it continuously. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, no. If it works, don't, don't mess up that train. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, Vasily, it is so important to um, continue to expand and grow. What do you have to say for perhaps business owners listening in who've taken a hit during the past two years, oh, yeah. how they can get back on track, get back on top like you have? There's nothing romantic about a startup. It's the most painful process you'll ever go through if you're doing it correctly. Okay. And I oftentimes have warned people close to me when I'm about to start a business, this, this is going to be a um, enduring process for the whole family. Uh, you know, you go um, for a lot of hours, you go without pay. Um, there's tremendous financial gaps that have to be filled. And I think that's the biggest hurdle for people. You know, they've got uncle Joe's barbecue recipe that everybody in the neighborhood loves Mm-hmm. The notion that they actually have to cut a $250,000 PO <laughs> yeah. to get a, a supplier engaged. And then mm-hmm. you, you got to move the product and warehouse the product and yeah. you know get compliance. So there's just so many other aspects that go into it. So you know I've always really surrounded myself with fantastic people. Yeah. Um, my back office has been with me for over 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very fortunate in a labor market or a, a horrendous labor market. Let's call it what it is. I mean, I don't care what you watch on TV when you put out an ad and you have 300 applicants and only two show up to the interview, uh, things have changed a little bit. And so I'm so glad that I've got a tremendous team. uh, Mm -hmm. We've been able to bring in at least two to three people in this last year that are, um, you know, going to be great um, counterparts. So uh, we're getting through it and we're, uh, but that's my advice to, you know, businesses. I mean, if you can get through this, a global pandemic. Yeah, you can uh, get through anything. It's like, yeah, if you're you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. Kind of the same thing. Song, I think, yeah. But, yeah. Um, well, this has been, I want everyone to get boss dog brand and boss cat brand for their cat, keep their pets healthy. How can they do that today? Find out more. I, I'm guessing they can also go to all their pet stores, but if they want to buy it online, can they do that as well? Yeah, they can. Um, so what I typically um, suggest is to support your local pet store. Um, that's a place where we still today think there needs to be a focus uh, there's no better level of service than you're going to get from a uh, brick and mortar pet specialty store. So we look at our brand strategy as a whole. It's to really get after uh, pet specialty. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, there are places you can buy us online. I think, I think everybody's smart enough to figure out where those places are. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, generally speaking, um, uh, as the brand grows, some of our segments will be available on like boss tactical, 
Uh, it's a great place to get the callers and leads uh, or if you can't find them in a store near you. Yeah. And I'd say, hey, if your pet store doesn't offer it, um, tell them about BossNationBrands.com and get them to start selling it because you are so right. I'm glad you said that, Vasily, because we have to support local business. We want business to stay strong. If you yourself are a business uh, owner or an entrepreneur, we all want to keep each other employed and, and working and not just big business. So, yeah. Well, I mean, I've got a 13-year-old daughter and we like to go out and have hot cocoa or whatever. And mm-hmm. the, the idea that you could go to a strip mall and there'd be nothing there, mm-hmm. um, you know, it just doesn't sound very appealing to me. So I'm very big in supporting the local groups. And um, yeah. I think everybody needs to pitch in a little bit, especially yeah. now. I love that. Thank you so much. That was an awesome way to end. I thank you so much, Vasily, for coming to Savvy Broadcasting and sharing your great wisdom today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You betcha. Like, subscribe, and share this episode. To listen to more savvy episodes and savvy biz tips, go to www.lifeunscriptedradio.com. To find out about our paid sponsorship opportunities or how to become a guest, email Christina at lifeunscriptedradio.com.